Delivery Bros. All right, and here's a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the home of Jarhead's Mobile Welding. We offer marine quality work at fair prices, welding and custom fabrication, and repair to existing items. Not only am I a man who speaks upon the brand, I have also been a customer of the brand. Because here at Jarhead's Mobile Welding, name the mission and they get to fixing. Check them out now at facebook.com slash jhmwkc. Or you can also find them at Instagram at Jarhead's Mobile Welding. If you send them a message, they'll give you a quote. And that right there you can put in your notes. Thank you very much for your time. And now, let's enjoy the show. Five, four, three, two, and one. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And today, we got some special guests today. Would you like to state your names, guys? So, I'm uh, Steve. Hi, Anthony. I'm Corinne Montoya. I'm the producer of the project that these two guys are working on. Yeah, and I'm Angela Duran. I'm like a co-writer and an actor and co-director. Yeah. Yeah, so be out here. Okay, so we got some filmmakers in the building, guys. We got some some wonderful, prominent folks coming in. Where are you guys originally from? I'm from Vallejo, California, but then I moved to Rio Rancho, New Mexico when I was like 13. Nice. Okay, so Southwest, that's right. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So, guys, we have um, some folks from the Southwest. Um, in the film industry, bringing us, um, how can I say this, bringing us a whole different brand of content from what I've read on these wonderful folks right here. Um, so tell, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourselves and um, what brought you into the film industry and what brought you into these um, projects that you're trying to um, accomplish. Well, I'm the more seasoned one in, of these three. Um, I started acting. Well, my my love of film, Anthony, started when I was a small kid living in a small town. We only got films once a month. So everybody in the community would come to our little town to watch the film. And I loved, I loved the fantasy of filmmaking. So I acted. Um, I was in Die Hard 2, had my scene cut, was told, hey, if I didn't like it, to start writing. Not, not, you know, not that mean, but uh, it changed my life. So I started writing, and I've done some nice little ditty projects. I did a project for CTV, which never really showed. It was called River City Yacht Club. Hmm. It was about a bunch of people in San Antonio, Texas, trying to keep a company afloat. A grandmother hired young kids, and with them, they kept their company going. I moved back to New Mexico, where I'm originally from, uh, three years ago, and started in the film industry, working here, just scouting, just doing whatever I can. You know, everybody helps everyone out. It's not a competition. It's a collaboration when you create. And I met the guy, Steve, this guy here uh, to my right, your left, I'm not I sure. See. He, came, he came up, 
he came up to me with the script and said, read my script, almost the same thing that Anthony did. And I looked at the script and it was just a bunch of lines. It wasn't anything I was used to seeing. But in all my years, one thing I found is that the industry is formulated. Everything has formulas. And I took it upon myself at that point to tell the kid, Steve, you know, I'm interested. I like your enthusiasm. Read a couple of scripts and come back with the formatted script in two weeks. He came back three days later with a full shooting script. And I was so impressed with his enthusiasm that I said, okay, I'm going to work with you. Well, he was only seeing something small, you know, something he could throw up on YouTube. But I saw his story. I read the story. What I liked was here was a writer who was only 19 years old and telling stories that were so true to his age group, to the millennials, what they were going through, that I had to jump on board. And then we, together, we decided to audition actors. When we did that, we had so many different actors show up, seasoned actors, professional actors, theater-trained actors, kids who just had dreams. We wanted to see everybody. People who just said, hey, I can act. I'm funny. We specifically asked for people who thought they were funny with their group, you know, with their friends to show mm -hmm. up because there's always going to be that comedy element to drama. Vax. So that's when we met this guy. He showed up. Angelo showed up. And I Angelo. <laughs> you called me Anthony earlier. Oh, did, oh, yeah, you were like, Anthony. I was about to say, I'm Anthony. I was like, Bad drama. Bad drama. But that's another story. <laughs> So Angelo showed up, and I don't know what happened. We just really connected, all three of us. He is so funny. I'm, we even gave him a T-shirt. I mean, that's how much we loved the guy. Yeah, but it's the wrong size. Yeah, but it's the wrong size. I checked yesterday. I was looking great today, and I'm like, oh, this is like the size of a four-year-old. Uh, <laughs> Things happen. Yeah. But we fell in love with the guy, and he's funny as all heck, uh, as you can see. I mean, he's like, mm -hmm. and he owns Angelo back. So we started writing. We produced our first film. Another thing that caught me on to these guy, this guy here was he, he was working to produce it. He was working overtime, saving every single penny while other kids were out partying and you know, spending their money. He was saving his money to produce this. Wow. The first day, um, I have connections at Netflix, so I called them and they said, oh, well, you have to do it this way and it has to be filmed this way but we only want a certain percentage of what you're filming to be, to fall under this category, which is 4K using specific cameras. They cost money. Indeed they do. This guy, yeah, this guy had the money. So we filmed the premiere party episode doing everything that Netflix wanted us to do. All the, all the qualifications, that they threw out, we met in that first episode. The wow. second episode that we're working on and third episodes, we're kind of just, you know, filming everything together. We're using GoPro, we're using um, iPhones. It's cost effective for all of us, uh, especially for Steve. 
for Steve to get his vision out there. Angelo started writing and bringing a comedic element to it. So um, that's how I got hooked up with these guys. So basically, it was like, it was definitely, it was almost like kismet to how you guys all met. And then on top of that, it seems like you guys like really work hard together to bring, you know, different elements to the table. You with your experience, you with your writing and director vision, and then you bringing in the comedy and bringing in, you know, some of the riffs and everything. Because everything needs a balance. It sounds like to me, you guys balance each other pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's like the holy trifecta. The holy trifecta. The holy trifecta. Nice. The three amigos. Well, I it's it's strange because they're I'm not gonna say how many years younger than I am, but I do have um silver hair. And still pretty. Thank you. Their energy is infectious. Um trying to keep up with them and what they know about technology is amazing and I'm learning so much from them. Hopefully they're learning something about production for me. All I want to do is protect their intellectual property. So that's why I'm on board. That's good. And you can give them the right guidance because it's a tough industry. Sincerely. It, it is. It's a privilege industry. You know, um, for years, filmmakers had to have money. They had to have money to do what we're doing now. But because of technology, people are making films with iPhones. And now that they're streaming, you know, no way 20 years ago would we have been on someone's show. Because we didn't have the money to make the project, to get the project out there. But today, you know, we're on your show. We're on your podcast. How cool is that? That's pretty freaking epic. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, Miss Montoya, we're going to take a break for a hot second. I got to go run and grab something from outside real quick. Somebody just texted me. Give me five seconds, okay? Okay, so what do we do? We entertain your guests? (laughs) I am going to pause it first. So, um, sorry about the interruption, folks. Um, There was a little bit of a a business situation I had to go ahead and handle. That does not sound like that would be the best words to put that because it could be really bad. But anyway, (laughs) we're going to go ahead and move forward. (laughs) Well, at least you came back. Oh yeah, I wasn't gonna leave y'all. I was like, man, it's been um, it's cooking with gas right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, um, young gentleman, you want to tell me a little bit about yourself, um, Angelo, Steve? Who wants to go first? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so, oh, huge fan of uh, <laughs> movies, rap, like love music, movies together. Yeah, games. Uh, Hmm. All right, but mostly I like writing scripts, and the reason why is it's uh, escape from reality. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's, 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 a, it's a fantasy. Like it, so another universe. You got like Marvel, you got like DC, you got like um, Seth Rogen's universe, or like Ben Stiller and Noah Wilson's universe. Like all these universes, man, like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Um, they all, they're all just fascinating. And. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. They're 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 inspiration. So, how did you want to like get into it? Like, how did you figure out this is what you wanted to do with your life? Well, the trip to California. You oh told me that story. Am I allowed to say that? Uh, I wouldn't go into too much detail. Yeah, I California. I mean, I'm not gonna ask, but 
No, no worries. I'll I'll just give a little simple information. Yeah, so I uh, my senior, mm -hmm. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. So until a senior trip we had, you know, for, for my high school, and yeah, no, I had a good time. <laughs> I had a good time. And, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're a young man. I mean, you know, things happen when um, yeah, you're definitely. on a it's, senior it's a trip. Lesson to learn, definitely. Yeah. Um, he said he came back and he yeah, realized. No, it's, it's cool. Uh, yeah. It's probably, yeah. <laughs> Where did you go? Did you go to like LA? Yeah, I went to California. Oh, okay. I went to like Universal Studios. Uh, I went to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We went to the, you ever been to uh, Bubba Gump's, the shrimp place? Right oh, by the shrimp company, yeah. Yeah, that place is good, man. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. But he liked the magic of Hollywood, and he told oh, yeah. me, he said when he came back to his small town, he lives in Royal Seco, New Mexico, which is outside Taos. Taos mm. is known for its ski valley. Yeah, so um, Taos, yeah, man, um, Taos is a small town. Yeah, no, if it's there's a lot of stuff to do, I'd say. It's mostly for, like, if you're into hunting, like, you know, the outdoor stuff, wilderness. There's a lot of that. Hmm. Yeah, what, what I grew yeah, so up, my dad was into um, that and like, you know, riding horses and all that stuff. Uh, but I, I played hockey. Um, but oh. he, liked, he liked the magic of movies, so he started writing. <laughs> okay. Oh, my. Okay. I will ask you this, my guy. So, would you um, consider yourself more of an intellectual thinker in most cases? Um, that's, I don't know. I'd just say I describe myself as a quiet person. It's mostly an introvert. Okay. Right. So you like to observe things more than just kind of be. Yeah. Um, that's a good thing, though. That's exactly. most creative people, my guy. Like, straight up. And from the way Ms. Montoya is talking about you, it sounds like to me you got quite the gift, my man. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no, she she's been really supportive, like for a lot. For yeah, no, like it's it's like talent. Talent like his and Angelo's doesn't come around every day, and in this industry, so many young individuals drop out. They they give up. Uh, it's frustrating, and um, I don't want their creativity to fall to the side because their voices, their stories need to be told and they need to be seen. I sincerely agree. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's kind of discouraging to be like a, someone who strives to be, to do so much with their life at such a young age because you've all, everybody's heard the term of like a starving artist, but nobody wants to starve. I mean, like, oh. you know, cause uh, I mean, for me personally, like, I went through like a long period of time where like I wasn't getting casted for anything, and I was like, "Do I really want to do this?" But I was like, "Definitely," because like it's like the payoff would be worth all the time that you like um, that you struggle for. But then a lot of people can't make it past the struggle stage to get to like the the success stage. People are yeah. scared to struggle. Mm -hmm. And Angelo works. Uh, all of us have had. A real busy week. Angelo is on. Um, is a zombie. Are you a zombie? 
I knew everything. He I'm does right. everything on this show right now <laughs> that they're working on. I think it's for Netflix. Yeah, it is. And um, so, you know, he's having to, he's having to schedule his time with us. And everyone who's working with us on our project, Ventures with Hoyos, uh, is scheduling everything they're doing here locally because New Mexico has such a booming film industry. Mm. We're second to Atlanta, which is, is you know, oh, right yeah. behind L.A. Yeah. So what's happening here is going to blow up so big. We want to be a part of it. I think that's a good move. Straight up. And you know, as I said, everybody's scheduling their time to show up when we when we film. Um, so many local businesses are being a part of this. Um, they're giving us their locations. They're helping us out any way they can because they know that we're small, but they see our script, they see the story, they see the vision, and they want to be on board because they like what we're doing. Uh, to me, this is going to be one heck of a project. So to go with know about the project, um, what can you share right now about the project that you guys are working on? Okay. Well, it's a story about young kids growing up in New Mexico. It originally started in Taos. We were going to film everything in Taos, but the cost of location shooting was astronomical. It was way out of our budget. So we switched the location to Albuquerque. It's a story of about eight, a group of eight kids that grew up together from first grade. Hmm. And they go through life. They, they grow up. They experience what life is. Steve could probably tell you a little bit more. But what I want to say about this before I hand it over to these two guys who are the main writers, I don't do anything in it, but, but you know, try to make sense of, of the world as they see it because right. a 20 year old sees life differently and all the movies you see today that have something to do with 20 year olds they're mostly written by 50 year old men or True. women and sure they went through the same thing but not the same what they're going through today era. it's the same era yeah what these 20 year olds are going through today is different some are quite successful one of our characters is quite successful and, uh, you know, they go through 20-year-old problems. Steve, take it. He can tell you a little bit more, and Angelo can tell you a little bit more about what they've done. Party scene when we filmed was so successful. We're filming the morning after um, scene, and we're, you know, just filming shots there. <laughs> but tell them about the characters, Steve. So, just the basics. Yeah. As much as you want. All right. So I'll give out the, the names and names are got. So we got Angela's character. The best one, probably. The best one. <laughs> <laughs> really? He's a show still, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's the comeback king. He's the oh, comeback man. king. Yeah, so okay. it's Dave. Um, Angela. And we have Ryan. Yeah, so our main character is Ryan. He's our baller. He, he's the yeah, successful he's guy. He's, he's our hustler. Yeah. He's, he's the one who's making the money. He's the one who's everybody looks up to. Okay. And then we got a few more other characters. 
it's, uh, we have Steve. Uh, I play. I play him and Stoner. Yeah, local guy. Always sees bright side and everything. We have Rochelle and Beth and Lisa, three females who grew up together. Um, and they're kind of they kind of have the hots for Ryan. Who doesn't want to have the hots for a successful guy, right? Mm. Um, especially Ryan. Look at that chiseled ass jaw. <laughs> he's so <got> strong. <laughs> and then give him props, and he's got muscle. But yeah, that's just so awesome. Pretty handsome guy. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Ben. Well, we uh, Colton. Colton is the his real name, but he plays the character Ben. He is so fine. Women are gonna just—they're not even gonna see hear what he says or what he does they're just gonna look at him and say oh my gosh yeah i'm probably gonna write myself out of every scene that he's in because i don't want to be seen next to him is he that good looking yeah that dude's good looking bro he's like six two or something like that he's a cool guy too i, I really like yeah him. he's he's an awesome human being but he's he's too darn good looking well, one of the one of Steve's um, casting casting was fun. Anthony, um, we had so many actors come up. We gave them the lousiest script to audition with, hmm. and it wasn't because we wanted to see what their acting skills were. We wanted to see if they could take direction. We had turned down some really good actors because they didn't take direction. They didn't want to read the script that we asked them to read. Um, yeah, no, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. But hey, let's be real. So, um, yeah, we everybody that was selected was selected, one, on their acting ability, and two, what they look like. And Colton was just too darn cute. And our female actresses are loving everybody's gonna fall in love with them because they look good they act good they're funny um they talked about tobiah who plays ryan he's the one with the chisel and everything and the the buff and yeah. then yeah. we have colton who is too darn cute for words even and, his, fingers, like his fingers even have muscles and stuff oh my gosh honestly probably Probably. I haven't seen him in a while, though. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's a busy guy. Yeah. He's yeah. casted for everything. That's a buff dude. <laughs> the cat, you know, it's a story of young kids. It's the story of what they go through. They drink. Um, they smoke marijuana. It's, it's a true story of what young 20-year-olds are going through today. And that's what attracted me to Ventures with Hoyos. So it's definitely no, more. Uh, it's like modern time story kind of with twenty year olds. Yep, we even have someone dying in the script, and it's wow. not you know it's it's the story. I'm not going to give away the story, but uh, it's raw truth. It's something that everybody deals with. So it has some serious moments. It's it's supposed to be all all emotions. Good. Yeah. So That's my favorite kind of story. Sorry. It's so picture of that '70s show, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Yeah, that '70s show. With the, go, go ahead. I've yeah. never seen that show. <laughs> okay, so friends, I just watched. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched The Office. I don't know. Something about the laugh track is weird to me. 
Yeah, it's it's best like um, the best way to describe it is like yeah, no, like Friends, like uh, that seven show. What's another one that's kind of it's kind of the same. We asked uh, for the auditions. We um, asked the actors what friendship meant to them because the series is about friendship, and quite a few of them gave us the textbook definition. But the ones that we paid attention to were the actors who went and elaborated on what friends friendship meant to them. Yeah, I'll get up at three o'clock in the morning if your car is broken down or, you know, if you went on a date and the guy's a jerk and you need a ride home or your truck is stuck in mud somewhere. So when they went and <laughs> when they went when they went and described what friendship meant to them, that was a plus mark next to their audition. Because we want them not only to understand the term friendship, but we want them to be friends, you know, with the actors and the crew, because we're all here collaborating, trying to make something happen. Truth. And you like have to be friends with your cast and crew because like a normal film day is at least 12 hours on a regular day. So if you're surrounded by a bunch of people you don't like or they don't like you, then it's going to be kind of miserable. But I feel like the cast and crew that for this show is like all pretty close because we've all worked together on like other projects and stuff like that. We all know each other, like at least associates at like the worst, you know what I mean? But I mean, I call a lot of these people my friends, you know, and that makes the whole shooting experience so much better. Exactly. Because you guys can mesh. But yeah, that's pretty serious. Like these actors don't really mesh in real life. They may keep it professional, but people see through things in this day and age. It's not hard. It was a team effort. It is a team effort. And one thing that attracted me, another thing that attracted me to Steve here was he's all about peace, love, and happiness, you know? And for him, it's not a competition, it's a collaboration. And all my life in the industry, it was always a competition. Who, you know, you're only as good as your last project. It was, um, that's why we have all these Academy Awards. These guys aren't into trying to make it into Hollywood and get that big, big uh, award. You know, sure, they would like that, but they want to tell their stories. Who wouldn't want success? But they don't want to be detoured. They want to tell their stories by any means necessary. And that's with GoPro. That's with iPhones. There's so many stories to be told. There's no reason not to tell them today. Necessarily agree. And you might be able to help a lot of people that are going through it. I mean, it's I'm trying to get kind of an idea of what you guys are going to go, um, go with. And but it's frustrating. It's frustrating when you don't have all that money. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that we do as small filmmakers, we want to make sure we feed our crew and cast. That's so important when you're a small independent filmmaker. Um, I made the mistake of allowing them to film at my house. And uh, the reason I say I made a mistake is that I wanted to remodel my house and now I can't because it has to stay the same. As long as they film here, they ha it has to stay the same. So that's cool. But when we had the people here, when we had them filming here, we had so much food. We had everything these big companies have. Nobody went without. I'm, we hear stories.
stories that some of these small companies don't even feed their background players. And these are big Hollywood companies. You know, they, they get this, the background players get the scraps of what's left at the food table. Um, it's, it's a shame how some of the background players get treated I believe by it. these companies. And we didn't want that. We wanted everybody on equal level. Like I said, with our actors, Anthony, we have professional actors that are classically trained actors. And we have people who said, hey, I can, you know, my friends think I'm funny. My, um, my mom's always saying I'm acting up. So I thought I'd audition. And we work with them. We want them to use whatever gift they have internally. And we want to bring that out. We're doing something. Steve's directing. He's never directed before. Angelo's directing. He's never directed before. We're finding out with our cast and crew that they have other ambitions. They want to direct. They want to write. And Chibi Productions, Steve's company, is giving them an opportunity to do that. Um, we're, I like to use the term fourth walling Hollywood. We're in their face and saying, we're doing this. We're creating a team. Creating a team. Building a dream framework. team. Yeah. Straight up. Now, Angela, I see you over there in the corner, bro. So yeah. I've been trying I wanna get the um I wanna get a little bit of insight on you because I feel like I didn't get to get that real quick. So Angelo, so tell me a little bit about yourself. You want the long story or the short story? <laughs> Whatever you feel like telling, brother. It's an All right. here, bro. Come here, I want you to get up. All right, okay. Okay, right. Okay. Well, no, okay, not that close, Angela. Don't eyes I've ever seen in my life. All right, cool. So, uh, I grew up in Vallejo, California, for in, in California in general, for like the first 13 years of my life, and I feel like that's where like my love for film grew. Because when I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of movies. Like, Land Before Time is the one who got me into like watching them all the time. But then I really started... Um, falling in love with like real movies with Jurassic Park 3. And then um, there was another one, but I don't know. But anyway, so I have always known I wanted to be in the movies, I think from like a really young age, um, because I didn't have a lot of friends that would come play with me in my neighborhood. So I would just reenact movie scenes from Jurassic Park and stuff like that, like in my free time. And then uh, I think about fourth grade, I started like writing my own books and like filming my own little movies on my phone with like GI Joes and Legos and stuff like that. And then I kind of discovered, I was like, oh, I can do this for like my whole life and get money. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So then um, some time passed and my mom was like, oh, you should get into drama. And I was like, no, that's dumb. And then, uh, I don't know, I thought it was for girls because like drama is for girls. And I was like, I'm not doing that. So then um, I started writing my own screenplays when I was like 16 years old. And then I actually got into high school theater in like 12th grade and I hated it because Theater kids are just kind of weird to me because they're always like, oh, I'm theater. And like they flick their hair. And I'm like, all right, bro, whatever. So <laughs> I was like, okay, dude, I don't, I'm not about this. So then I got graduated high school. I started working like these like nine to five jobs and like all this other stuff. And I was like, this is not, this is not me. And then one of my friends asked me, he's like, hey, do you want to come work on a movie set for like three days or something like that? Get X amount of money. And I was like, oh yeah, bro. So then I just started doing background for a couple months and then I saw their audition um, for Ventures with Hoyos. And it was like, Are you, do you think you're funny? Or like something that you guys thought? And I was like, I think I'm kind of funny, so I'm gonna just go for it. And then um, 
I thought it was going to be a scam at first. I think I told you guys the story because I went to an audition in a hotel and it was just like these people like, for $7,000, we'll make you famous. And I was like, no. So um, I thought it was going to be another one of those things, but I was like, hey, it can't hurt to go check it out. And then I found out they were legit and I was like, okay, I'm going to rock with this. And then now here I am. He's rocking. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Yep. So it all started with having no friends <laughs> at the end of the story. <laughs> He's got us. Yeah. I was. I got depressed for like five seconds. I was like, oh, wait a minute. They got, okay. <laughs> no, it's all good. It, it all worked out. And then people started being friends with me because they're like, oh, he's funny. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. wait a minute. Um, just to rewind real quick. So you really got things where people um, were asking you to pay to be in stuff? I'm sorry? So there's like, there's people that actually scam to ask you to pay to be in something? Oh, yeah, all the time. It's like for... They're mostly targeting like young or parents with like young kids and stuff like that. They're like, oh yeah, so we'll get you headshots, we'll get you like an agent, all this other stuff, and it'd be like seven thousand dollars or something like that. It was like the cheapest option, and they like promise you you'll be on Disney Channel and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, dude, no, that's not how it works, bro. You have to actually be good at something to like make it. You know what I mean? In this business, and Anthony, it's called pay to play. Mm. Uh, they. You know, you, of course you have to take classes if you want to, don't get out of the shop. <laughs> you have to take classes and there's legitimate classes where you learn and then there's your scams. And uh, right now in New Mexico, right here today, there's so many people coming in saying they can make you a star and they have no connections, but they have the good rap. So for anybody out there that wants to start in the industry, check with your local film office, the state film office. Find out from them what's going on in their community. Who do they recommend? Sometimes they do recommend, sometimes they don't because they don't want to play favorites. Mm -hmm. But they know what's happening film-wise in their state. Your, most cities, even small towns, have people, you know, check with the small town, see what's happening if you want to get in the industry. Do not pay to be represented. Some, some people say, well, you know, I want to represent you. You have to pay me. You don't. You pay your agent when you get paid. Your agent gets you the job. They get the money when you get paid. Uh, don't don't pay for classes unless that person has experience. You have to do your research. Um, is this person legitimate? Have they acted before? Have they, do they have degrees in acting? Um, especially people that come into a new town like we have here in New Mexico. There's so many people coming in because the industry is that busy. And so many people want to act that they're, you know, anybody is starting, anybody can start up an acting class, but do your research. Make sure that they're legitimate actors, that they've gone through the training, that they know about method acting, which is one of my favorites. But there's so many other act, um, acting methods out there that people can take classes to learn. But you got to be careful. You have to watch out because Scammers are out there. They'll scam you for your money. And so many people are hungry. They want their kids to be famous or they want to be famous that they'll dish out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and not have anything to show for it. Maybe they might can. That's true. 
Um, it is true. It's a sad industry at some point, and that's why a lot of people give up. But you have to be smart. You have to be smart, and it, it's, it is a trust industry. You have to trust people, but you have to be cautious. I like to say I'm cautious. I'm not paranoid. I'm just cautious. That's why, yeah, that's why I'm here with these guys, because I don't want them to be taken advantage of. It's true. Um, I can say this even from the podcasting side. There's a lot of scammers out here. Like, you got random guys coming in your inbox being like, oh, for $1,000, I can put you on the top 100 list of iTunes and da-da-da-da. I'm like, dude, you're from, like, some small town in Iran or <laughs> – like, really, bro? Well, here's, here's what's funny. Um, I think it's funny. Years ago when – uh, YouTube started up and Twitter. You could pay for followers. You could pay for hits. So, you know, there was some filmmaker and some singer living in Pocatello, Idaho, who <clears throat> paid a lot of money to get thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. I noticed three years ago, I went to somebody's YouTube page that I knew had paid the money. Because overnight, from having 90,000 followers, they had 200,000 followers. Within six months, they had close to a million followers. Good grief. It's the pay to play. So I went back to that website, to this person's website three years ago, and I noticed they only had 900,000 followers. I went back last month, they only had... 600,000 followers. So I was thinking, gosh, you know, they didn't pay that money back to keep those followers up. And I don't know if they can do that now, if YouTube allows that or Twitter allows that. Oh, they've been cracking down on that so much. Have they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, our project, Ventures with Hoyles and Chevy Productions, um, we are asking all our followers to like our pages. We're asking the actors to ask their friends to like the pages. You know, it's a word of mouth, so to speak, and it's, it's a quiet storm, if I can use that phrase. Um, Ventures is a quiet storm. It's, it's happening. It's happening slow, but the right people are noticing it. That's what and we're not charging anybody to be in this. Um, there's a filmmaker here who's charging $1,000 to be in his, as background in his, uh, what do they call that, GoFundMe page? $1,000? Um, $1,000 for background. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you're not even going to make that much money doing background. Like, that's so dumb. <laughs> I'm going to pay, though. I'm still getting it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, um, he's, you know, he's an award-winning filmmaker. Uh, he won some kind of small little award from Austin, Texas. So that's his claim to fame, which is cool. I mean, but yeah, town, but yeah. So it's it's pay to play. Steve's footing his bill, like I said, to you know to pay for cameras after his first day meeting Netflix uh, uh, requirements. We're going with GoPros, iPhones, um, just just doing anything to get it out there. At one point, I even suggested uh, possibly using 
laptops, just so we can have four camera, five camera, six camera shoots like the big boys do. Right. So, I mean, I you got to be creative. It's do. about being creative. It starts with the story. In, in this it's industry, you start with the story, this guy. And then it comes to somebody like me. And then I see it and I go, whoa, it's so big, let's do it. I see it. So then we start auditioning and before you know it, it's, it's like that, that snowball, you know? And everybody loves the project so much. They're deferring their pay, they're, they're working 90 hours a week, it's still showing up. Wow. Everybody's been a real big help. Yeah, everyone's helping. It's it's a, it's it's like a labor of love. I love that. That's awesome. Sincerely. So it sounds like to me you got a lot of people pushing for you. We do. We're so fortunate, blessed. Uh, I you know, there's so many words that you can say about this project, how we feel, but it's the people behind it. It's you know, it you can't explain the kind of energy that this project has and the people and it's uh, it's a force, you know. You feel it, but you can't explain it. It's like the wind; you know it's there. You feel it, but how do you explain it? It moves you. It's cold and it's cold and hot moving together, and then it like makes wind. Yep. I think I don't know. I failed science class like every year, so <laughs> don't, don't. Oh my don't god! That serious. <laughs> oh, no. now you know why we fell in love with him. <laughs> I, I've definitely come to that conclusion, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like you say anything with enough confidence, people will believe you. That's true. I mean, yesterday we were, we were doing that on on set. We were talking about, like, we eat too many strawberries. Like, you can't digest the seeds, and it, like, clogs your digestive tract. <laughs> That's obviously not true. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know, though. But you should try it, because I've never really eaten more than, like, four strawberries at a time. You know what I mean? What happens on a film set is supposed to stay on a film set. Hello, did yeah. you sign an NDA? Yeah, I'm not supposed to talk about the movie, but I can talk about what we did in the background. <laughs> I'm holding. Well, you know, um, I was your age once, a long time ago. That's um, your next, yeah, Steve just said that's your next interview, Anthony, eating strawberries, yeah. how many you can eat. Well, I mean, before you like, Clog your digestive tract or something like that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> to like get a C section and like get all those seeds out. <laughs> the little strawberry baby comes out. That's where like, the little strawberry kid doll came from. Creative minds. <laughs> strawberry shortcake. Yeah, is that what it was? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was like a cabbage, ca cabbage patch kid. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, crazy. <laughs> oh, to be young again. You ought to. You ought to be here when they have a writing session. It's like, <laughs> How intense are the writing sessions? Trying to decide who's going to get killed off. How are they going to kill them off? Should they? It's, it's funny. Oh, I would love to see that. <laughs> Come over, dude. It's open house. Well, um, give me a couple days to just drive down to New Mexico and then uh, from there. You're always welcome. You will always be welcome here. Well, You're in Kansas, right? Oh, Missouri. Oh, really? What time is it over there? How is it over here? Oh, it's not bad, bro. Like, we get four seasons in one day sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. 
What time is it there? Uh, I tried to check the watch, bro. We have a watch. It's ten oh nine. Yeah, a little close to noon. Uh -huh. About fifteen till noon. Is it hot? Hmm. Is it hot there? Well, we got humidity. I got that dry heat though, bro. That we have dry heat here, and it's it's awful. During the winter, this guy was in a film scene where it was cold. Was it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like freezing, and they're wet with no clothes on except no shirts. No shirts. No shirts. Oof. Yeah. It was fun though. Honestly, that was like a really good. That was a really fun show. Well, I don't think I can tell the name of it though. Yeah, you can't talk no. about it. But <laughs> if you see some tasty white dude without a shirt on on Netflix, just know that's what we're talking about. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, you know what? We're mentioning colors because Hollywood stereotypes. You know, when you see these movies, it's like, oh, the black guy. There's a black guy. It's a horror film. He's gonna get the. He's gonna be killed off first. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's such, Hollywood is so stereotypical that pasty white guys get noticed really fast. Yeah. Especially if you're built like me, they're like, I don't understand how you have like a baby face and a dad bod. I'm like a weird like. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, the magic of Hollywood. That's all I can say. And creativity. I say, is that gonna be like the cover of like the Netflix show, like just him without a shirt on? Yeah, I'm just like standing there with like really hard nipples because it's cold. <laughs> And I'm like, this super hairy, and, and they're just like, what is that? That's not even real. <laughs> you had a pair of glass cutters that day. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I understand, man. Shoot, that's why I'm not out in the cold, man. People don't need to see that. They'll probably be scarred for life. I know. I'll tell you, these people don't know, when you turn on your your television or look at your laptop or your phone they don't know what goes on behind the scenes when we filmed ventures with Hoyles um, we had one scene where we had to build a fire uh, things were happening behind the set that you couldn't let other people know because you don't want you don't want to disrupt the magic, the momentum, the inertia that's happening when they, when you know, action is called. But there's so much that happens behind scenes, and and you don't know until you know you see some a finished product, and you go, "Wow, that's really cool." Not knowing that maybe someone was freezing when that was happening, or uh, somebody fainted on set, so they had to move the camera away so they don't see someone fainting. It's um, the magic movies, it's its crazy. When you have big sets, it's crazy. When you have smaller sets, it's even crazier because you still have to get the same quality out, but with less equipment, less people, less money. It's, but you have to keep a smile on your face all the time. It's mm, process. It is yes, he said you gotta have the passion. That's the truth. It's like, I got friends, like, even in my, like, side of the industry, like, I got plenty of friends that are like, I'm going to start a podcast. They get, like, five episodes in, and then after that, they stop. But, okay, this is too hard. <laughs> like, I started this bad boy in November. I'm almost at 100 episodes. So it's just like, 
about you have the passion to do what you want to do, regardless if it's film, music, media of any sort. I mean, if you want it, you'll go for it, especially if you love it. Uh-huh. Least you guys love what you're doing. That's why you're doing it. There is a love. It's, it's passion. Um, I read something from probably one of the most prolific, well, I don't know what to, he's, he's, he's Quincy Jones. What can I say? Oh, yeah. He said, the minute you put money in the equation, you lose your creativity and passion. Unfortunately, in our business, money is really important. But we, we just, you know, we just got to do this. We got to make it happen because. Excuse the interruption, but it's time for a message from our sponsors. Carlton's Grand Jerky. Sweet brine so divine that every taste is also fine. Enjoy Carlton's old family sweet brine recipe. It offers a grand flavor, a delicious lost taste for a healthy all-American traditional snack. Get yours today at Facebook.com slash Carlton's Grand Jerky. Once again, that's Carlton's Grand Jerky. Carlton spelled C-A-R-L-E-T-O-N-S Grand Jerky. Get yours today. The jerky was so good. Let's just say when I gave it to my mother, I'm just going to put in quotations, amazing. Because I don't want to lose my sponsor. But with that, we are back to the show. It's out there in the universe. People have caught on to the energy, and it's their energy, their support that's making us continue. And we don't care about money. We just care about all we want. We know it's important, you know, but we're, we have to do what we have to do. Understand. That's just a small roadblock. Any part of life. Yeah. There's always a way to get around it. Yeah, yeah, you got to. You have to. So, and always remember this, you guys. Um, and this is to Angelo and um, Steve. Regardless of what trials you may face, and I'm saying this, maybe I got like a 10 year foresight over you or something like that. Maybe so. I don't know. I'm not that old. I'm old enough, but yeah. I'm too. Trial and error, bro. Trial and error, bro. That's life. That's how life is, man. You're going to have some successes. You're going to have some failures. But it doesn't make you a failure. Mm-hmm. Learn from it. Learn from everything that happens. Learn from your yeah. Learn from the people you interact with. Just learn. Believe me, the more you learn, the better you'll be off later. You seem like some smart dudes. Yeah. Man. When this this comes on Netflix, I'm gonna need y'all to let me know because I'm a Netflix head right now. So um, y'all already know this. Is, yeah, I'm gonna need yeah. that. So remember the pasty white dude. Yeah, just I'll, when the show comes out, I'll tell you to look for me in the episodes, and you'd be like, "Now yeah. I know." No, I'm just yeah, and I'm like for real. Like when we get done with this, whatever, definitely feel free to holler at me anytime, straight up. All right. I will, yeah. but, uh, I guys. I believe in what you guys are doing. Netflix shows, mm-hmm. but yeah, this. This industry is uh, full of rejection. Even like, I watch a lot of interviews with like um, a lot of actors and directors I like, I like look up to as like inspirations in a way, or like um, almost like a like a film role model, you know. And like they always tell me like, even Leonardo DiCaprio gets rejected all the time. And I'm like, 
how can I feel bad about getting rejected when even he does? And he's had like a 40 year career and he's like the goat, you know what I mean? And oh, I'm yeah. just like a pasty, I'm a pasty guy, you know? So like, and I'm just a background guy as of right now. And like, you know, that's out, you know? So I don't feel bad about getting rejected. I've been getting rejected like my whole life. So I'm like used to it. I'm ready for success. I've been prepared for this my whole life. There you go. There you go. You're doing the right thing. I'll tell you what, man, look how long it took for Leo to even get an um, Oscar. Yeah. And he's had plenty of killer films. Yeah, no, they, they've been ripping him off this whole time. I'm going to start a protest soon. Yeah, I'm sorry. Getting <laughs> mauled by a bear shouldn't be the reason why you get, a, um, you, get a, you get an Oscar. Yeah, and I heard he like, didn't even say any words. I'm like, bro, you could have did that without a side card. Well, here's the thing. It's pay to play. You know when a movie is made... And this is where I come in, okay? Let's, uh, when a movie is made, you have to put money aside to start your Oscar campaign. So you submit your film. It's like a film festival. You submit your film to be considered for an Oscar, and you pay a lot of money. You pay um, money to have... DVDs printed. Well, no long now they can download the film. So you have to pay a huge, I'm not even going to tell you the amount of money you have to pay for your film to be considered for Oscar nomination. True. From day one to the end, it's a pay to play business. You've got to have money to play at that level. But thanks to places like Netflix and there's a lot of controversy right now because there's some good films on Netflix that the Oscar, the Academy does not want to consider because it's not a distributed film. And when I say distributed, it's not pulling people into those theater seats. Oh yeah. It's not about the major studios. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's so many good actors and so many good projects that don't have the money to be considered for the Oscar. So, you know, it goes back to pay to play, but thankfully for digital equipment and for streaming services, guys like Steven and Angelo have an opportunity to have their work shown mm-hmm. and for people to see. So, you know, it's changing. The industry is changing. Um, the industry just needs to keep up with these young cats. I agree. And plus, we're in an age right now where it seems like indie filming or anything indie in this day and age is actually the way to go. A lot of people <laughs> don't want to deal with major companies. They want to be able to be on their own. Well, yeah, independent. Years ago, when I did Stay in the Float in San Antonio, it was truly independent. Um, we, you know, it was, we didn't have any studios backing up. CTV, which was a cable television, was just starting up. And it was called speculation. They said, you film it, you put all your money into it. If we like it, we'll put it up. Well, they liked it so much that they had it put up, but they didn't have their business model together. So, you know, CTV is no longer there. But it, it's you you have to pay to play. And now you, you really don't because, you know, there's all these streaming services, YouTube. Um, there's so many avenues out there for stories to be told. 
there's no there's no reason why people can't do it. But if you want the big money, you have to dish out the money. Okay, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, are we in school? Like, no, yeah, I mean, no. I don't want to like interrupt you or anything like that. No, so. See this? This is a feather. Usually, we we let people use the feather. Uh, so whoever has the feather can talk without being interrupted. There right. you go, Angela. I mean, you guys can interrupt me. It really doesn't matter. But I was gonna go back. Uh, we went back to the pick, like the indie thing. So I mean, if you look at Paranormal Activity and how successful that movie was, that mm -hmm. was a project with a budget of like eleven thousand yeah. dollars, which is like pocket change to some of these like big, um, even like uh, that's like pocket change to like even Reservoir Dogs, which had like a budget of a million dollars, and I was still considered an indie. And then oh, yeah. uh, and. Paranormal Activity was a huge box office hit. It like had like six different movies. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, how can you make that many movies off like, like nanny cams, basically? And then um, the Blair Witch Project also had like a super small budget like that. And so it's definitely doable to make successful indie projects that like generate a lot of revenue and like money because and which is good in a lot of ways because everybody likes money, no matter how much people don't like to say that they do. I love money. We all love money. I'm sure you love money. Not only that, but then you can use some of the revenue from that to in, pour that into your next project and make like get better camera equipment, better crafting, so you can maintain this kind of body, and then um, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, I'm really glad that Colton's not here next time, Anthony. We're gonna have to have Colton here because. Uh, all he would have to do is sit here. But you know, piggybacking with what Angelo said, after we filmed our first episode, the party scene from Ventures and Hoyle, I mean, the money that we put out for one day, just that one day, a la babe, seriously, it was, it was shocking. So we stepped back and said, well, what can we do with this? We decided to buy more equipment so we could film in-house. The director of photography was amazing. He was award-winning from Texas, Austin, Texas. Shout out to Colmar. Yeah, shout out to Colmar. Um, but, you know, he played with the big, the big toys. And so we couldn't afford that. We thought let's, our money could be, this money could be used better if we did everything in-house. So we we took some time off and started buying equipment and learning equipment just so we could always be ready to film and not have to worry about having the money. Understandable. Yep. So, so yeah. for me, I did the right thing. And the thing about, you know, Angela mentioned Blair Witch. This is how long I've been doing this. When uh, Sanchez, who was uh, one of the Blair Witch writers and filmmakers, started filming the movie, he joined an online group that I was a part of called Web Cinema. And there were a lot of Hollywood filmmakers there and they were putting us down because we were filming with digital cameras. It was a fad, it was gonna fade. But they still stayed on that website. And Sanchez kept talking about what he was doing with Blair Witch, hey, we're out in the woods. You know, and so for a year, he would get on web cinema and talk about his project. And Hollywood heavy hitters were laughing at him. Uh, I mean, during that time, I was at South by Southwest, and I was at 
one of the conferences sponsored by Kodak Film. And I asked all the biggies from Kodak Film, what do you think of digital technology? And they said the same thing in a room full of 2,000 people. It's a fad. I didn't believe it then, and I, you know, and wow, well, we know what happened now. And we know about Blair Witch. That guy went online when talking about his project. Everybody was putting him down, eh, it's not going to be anything, it's on digital, it, you know, it, every bad thing they can say about his project was said on web cinema. Today, well, we know what the history is today, you know, we know Blair Witch is such a classic. Some scary stuff. Some scares, that one scene at the end of the film, when the camera's dropped. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be honest again, I've never seen the movie. I've seen, like, because for a long time I thought Angelo. I was like, I know, but I just know about it. I like I know a lot about movies, but a lot of them I have not seen. <laughs> no, Sir, I have I have a lot of homework to do. That I can't. <laughs> He's not going to school. He doesn't. He has life homework. No, yeah, I'm talking about movie homework. I never did homework in really? school or college. I was in college for like a semester, and I was like, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna get famous, and y'all, no. But then here's the thing about filmmakers. You have filmmakers, I'm active online. You have filmmakers that go through college, four years, I got my degree from NYU Film School. And then they go on to get a master's. And then they go on to websites, filmmaking websites, filmmaking rooms on Facebook, Twitter. Mm -hmm. How do I make a film? What do I do with my script? Uh, how do I get people? They don't know what to do. Their parents spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars sending them to school so they can get a film degree. And then they get out in the real world and they don't know what to do. That's what um, I was talking to one of the directors from my show. It was a AD. And I was like, what do you think about film school? And he was like, because um, it was the AD and then there was one of the crew members and then the crew member went to film school and the AD didn't and he just like worked his way up from background and he was like listen man they're not going to teach you anything that you want to know they're going to teach you like about color schemes and like all this other stuff like how to move a camera what a crane is no they're not going to teach you what a crane is like if you want like first-hand experience on how a movie works from the production and like the acting side of things you have to start from the ground floor start in background and then move your way up to like maybe if you want to be a PA or like crafting or whatever you want to do. Yeah, this is an industry of starting from the ground floor. You can't just walk into a movie set and be like, oh, I'm going to be the lead actor. Like, no one's going to take you seriously. Well, you can if you're willing to pay 50000 uh, $50, or $100,000 for a role. Yeah, but then you might still suck and you'll get a Razzie. <laughs> like, don't, nobody wants a Razzie in their house. Well, I don't know. Maybe I would. <laughs> Honestly, it would be kind of funny to get one. Yeah. And then, like, because then what if, like, you got one in the beginning of your career, and then by the end you had, like, a bunch of Oscars, you know? You got to like start someplace. Yeah. Well, Tom, sounds like I need to go ahead and stack up some money. What you said, $50,000, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Anthony, we'll let you be in ventures for nothing. Yeah. Well, but you will have to pay your own way here. Well, I can definitely do that. I'd be happy to be, like, a guest. No, I mean, or I can go get you. I have, like, a couple courses. We can just make, like, an Oregon Trail situation happen. Yes, perfect. It's like diarrhea, bro. We're gonna die. Well, I mean, I'm in Independence. That's where the trail starts. <laughs> I played the Oregon Trail once when I was a kid. All of my my whole entire trail died of like 
malaria or like diarrhea or some stuff. Was that like a that. game? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was so hard. It didn't even make any sense because like a bunch of people like migrating from like New York to California. And I'm like, that would have taken like at least 45 years in like during that time. Cause like the wheel will fall off your wagon and then like everybody's like has no food so they can't lift up the wagon again. And then they just all get eaten by the coyotes or something like that. Or bit by a rattlesnake, you drown in the lake. Yeah. 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 I'm like, dude, it was like three feet of water. How did you drown? <laughs> this is goes. what happens when you have a writing session as well. Yeah, I, I go off on a lot of tangents. We go off on everything. Sounds yeah. like my life. Hashtag me. Yeah, for sure. Me too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Life is great. Life is good. You know, I got to say, you guys are really awesome, and I appreciate you for, like, even taking the time to come on my show. Like, I didn't have to do that. Oh, of course. This yeah. is, like, the first time I've ever talked to someone no, not talk to someone, but like been on like a. He's the first time thing. anyone's let him talk. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I've been like locked in a room for the last nineteen years. That's why I'm so like pale. <laughs> I haven't seen the sun since like '99. Lord, <laughs> Angelo. I was, I was like born in a haystack in a farm, like down like I don't know where do they have farms. <laughs> Anthony, thank you for inviting. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you for inviting us into your world. <laughs> thank you for letting me get a peek of yours. Oh, dude, our life is tight. Just coming around more. Oh, can we like shout out like our Instagram or anything like that? In case yeah. Dude, shout out whatever you want to shout out. Shout out your social media. Shout out your people. Yeah. Your baby mamas. Whatever you want to shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You think they're gonna get a check out of me? Hell no. <laughs> I don't have any kids. <laughs> children, no, please. No. They're single. They are. Well, Steve is single. Anthony's in a relationship. Angelo. Angelo, I'm Angelo. sorry, Anthony. Oh, my God. I'm so confused. <laughs> this guy's got me in stitches. I can't, ha I can't handle this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, my Instagram is MilkyToInfinity. It's um, Milky, spelled normal, and then the number two, and then Infinity. My Twitter is just AngeloDuran1028, and then my Snapchat is private, unless you have money and you want to pay me. Premium. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just playing. Then, uh, Steve, you want to shout your stuff out? Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention this. So, shout out to Comar's PIC2, also Quentin. Mm -hmm. And then also, uh, shout out to, all right, yeah, shout out to Patrick and Casey. I want to just give a sneak peek of filming. If you're into board games, uh, pre releasing a footage of a board game, check it out. Yeah, come on, future. Uh, the the YouTube channel is Shibby Productions, mm -hmm. and uh, we have uh, shibbyproductions.com. Mm -hmm. uh, Shibby Productions on Facebook. Steve E. It's S T E B E. You know, like a rapper, Steve E. Uh, on Facebook. Um, my website is Tierra, T-I-E-R-R-A, filmsentertainment.com. Uh, We're also on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Corinne Rodriguez. I'm also on Screenwriters. Um, I'm also on the Inside Pitch, which is a direct link to Hollywood. I'm all over the place. And 
just uh, just having fun, enjoying life, Anthony. Yeah, shout out to the homies in Alaska. Um, hey, shout, shout out to the homies in Alaska. Yeah, I actually don't know anybody up there. I don't think any, I don't know how people actually live up there. Look, he does the crawfish and stuff out there. I want to shout out to Mark Zuckerberg. Oh yeah. Yeah, because without Facebook, man, we wouldn't be doing this today. No, shout out to Elon Musk. And Elon Musk no, and he, all those people who thought of the internet. Right now, I'm thinking maybe they have an inside with aliens. I don't no, know. No, Elon Musk is for sure an alien. Why shout out to the reptilian squad. <laughs> squad. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, to our casting crew. Elon Musk is AI. There's no way to be human. <laughs> what? <laughs> Einstein wasn't even that smart in today. Like today's no, standard. Einstein, Einstein said he wasn't that smart. He admitted he wasn't that yeah, smart. But what he could do was find people who were smart and who knew the answers he didn't know. So hi Honestly, do you want to join me anytime you want to I heard join me? His in? brain also is like two times. I'm enjoying this. No, and honestly, bro, with the way they teach us stuff now, I'm definitely smarter than Einstein. <laughs> Elon Musk is he's like barely a notch above me, bro. Because I know algebra. No, I'm totally kidding. I failed algebra three times every year. I failed uh, I failed uh, loads of science class, biology. Okay, you guys, I have it up on you. I didn't. By third grade, I was kicked out of two Catholic schools. So come on, come on. Two Catholic schools? What are you doing, Miss Montoya? Yes, sir. <laughs> what are you doing? How'd you get kicked out of it? How did I? I, I'm not, I don't follow rules. She didn't choose the thug life, the thug life chose her. I, <laughs> you know, you can take the thug out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the thug. Yeah, she just like, back here just doing thug stuff, you know uh, what I mean? Hey, second grade, I was, I was straight up did thug. You like, did you try to like smack the nuns? <laughs> no, I wanted to look like, underneath, you know, <laughs> you know how they, the nuns in the old days used yeah. to wear these long, thin yeah. habits? And I want. I was told that they used to shave their hair. So I used to. I want. I was always looking up underneath them to try to, uh, to try to see if they shaved their head. But the real reason I got kicked out first time is I used to take organ lessons because I wanted. I thought it was cool to play the organ in church. And one of the nuns had to leave, and so I'm in this Catholic church, and I'm by myself. So I started playing some fast domino stuff on the church organ. And they got mad. They didn't like that. Wait, what organ did you play? Uh, the church organ, the pipes, the no, one like, that they, I don't know, oh. Woolworths or no, something. No, I was talking about like, what so organ? playing fast domino in church? Yeah! <laughs> I found my thrill. Boom, boom. Oh, I was, like, I was trying to make a joke about blue. biology. Like, no. what organ, like kidney, like... Oh, whatever. I didn't get the joke, yeah. sorry. It's okay. No, just what? Like, that's, the so thing. <laughs> that's why we make a good team, because all of us don't march to the same beat. Yeah. Um, I just want to let you know my brother's been listening in the background. Hi. Hi. What's yeah. popping? What's up? Not much. I was taking a nap in the background. Oh, uh, <laughs> that sounds like the move right now. You gave him my. Honestly, I'm just gonna go put like face down into a pillow and just take a fat nap when I get home. Oh, come on. This is a perfect opportunity to throw your sleep away. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I've, I've maybe had like 12 hours of sleep this whole week. Okay, <laughs> never mind. You've already thrown your sleep away. Oh, yeah, I know. Sorry. That's the film life. 
Yeah. If your life chose them, they that, chose it too. It's a mutual love. That's the life I want to live though. Have yeah. bags in my eyes forever, just cover it with some makeup and be rocking. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I just, honestly, I'm only alive because of like B12 pills and like Red Bull and stuff like that. That's like the only thing keeping me alive right now. <laughs> Shout out to, what is that? What's that stuff? Uh, those bangers. The fizz, no, the fizz drinks um, from Arbonne. Shout out to Fizz sticks from Arbonne. Natural energy drinks. They keep you going. They are not sponsored by, um, they are not sponsoring this, but if they want to sponsor, yes. please yeah. call yeah. at 816 at gmail.com. Anyway. Oh, there you go. I love it. If they're getting sponsors, shout out to the Dollar Shave Club. They, <laughs> they sponsor everybody. I want to get sponsored. <laughs> Dollar Shave Club. Let's make that happen. I know. Hey, I can use some money. That or that other one I used. I forgot what it was called. I shouted out when I shaved a coconut on my Instagram. You um, shaved a coconut? Yeah. I, <laughs> I was mad because I thought it was like, okay, I don't really eat coconuts, so I thought they were like furry, you know? But it was like just like straw, so I shaved it with a razor. And then it, it was about 17 minutes of me just like scraping a razor with no I'm actually very impressed. That must be a good razor. Yeah, I have the video. I'm probably gonna post it on YouTube. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, it was supposed to be fire. And I was wearing like sunglasses. Yeah. Shading. <laughs> it was like ASMR because it was all like crackling. I was like, oh yeah, someone's definitely. Oh, dude, it. those videos are the best. ASMR, bro, I hate that. You don't like ASMR? No, like if someone like smacks like their food when they're chewing, I like want to fight. Oh no, not those ones. I like the ones where like people are like. Shaking ice or like mm. using Russian hair, dude. Like, I don't know. It's Russian like this, hair. like, yeah, it's like this soothing sound, man. Like, rainfall, man. Oh, that's not like ASMR, though. that's like nature. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's like, <laughs> I it's like ASMR. <laughs> right now. Well, I don't know. It's like that stuff that gives you like these tingles, man. It's like, ah, oh, dude, yo. That's like the heebie jeebies. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You want ASMR? It's kind of my family's barbecue. You here? Oh, oh dude, barbecue. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're up in my you got to do that when you have barbecue, especially yeah. if it's wet. You know, yeah. you're over there. Oh man, now I'm all hungry. Everybody's sucking on their thumbs, like. Right, There's no, there's no thing called etiquette when you eat barbecue. I'm sorry. No. No. You got That's it. That's a messy food. It's gonna get messy. I remember one time I had some barbecue so that I tried to put my whole hand in my mouth after. <laughs> I was like, it didn't work though. So Anthony, check this out. One time, I used to work for Michael Jackson. Well, no, I worked for MJJ Corporation, which was Michael's company. And we were having barbecue at their home in Encino, California. My, my son, who was 17 at the time, was there. And we were, you know, they're barbecuing. Joe's at the grill. Joe Jackson's the dad. He's grilling. There's like a prince from Africa. And there's all these dignitaries there. It's this big old thing. So it comes time to eat. Everybody's got their little plates, barbecue. My son's sitting down next between Catherine and Joe and the rest of the Jackson family. My son gets a fork because we're taught, you know, pass to the right, mm -hmm. you know, etiquette. So my son gets a fork and a knife and he starts cutting up his rib. Joe Jackson looked at him and he goes, boy, pick that rib up with both hands and eat it like you're supposed to. <laughs> That's like people eat uh, like pizza with the fork and knife. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? The crust is there. Yeah. You can hold it. The barbecue, the barbecue, you got to lick your fingers. You got to get it on your face because you know it's not good if you don't have sauce on your face. Yeah, Facts. 
So I'm from Kansas City. That's what we do out here at barbecue. I'm telling you right now, that we're one of the barbecue-like cities. Y'all ever come up here? Believe me, we got plenty of uh, barbecue that will definitely have sauce, like from here to your head, um, forehead. You're going to be wearing sauce. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, yes. How do you feel about eating other people's potato salad? Because I don't. I, <laughs> see, that, that is a debate that's been going on for centuries, sir. Centuries. Who yeah. made the potato salad? That's true. I Because... Mean, I don't know. I didn't think it was all that serious until I ate someone's potato salad. It was actually garbage, and I was like, I'm going home. I don't want to oh, be here. You can't no, eat everybody's I'm potato salad. I'm telling you. Some people be like, yo, I put raisins in it. <laughs> Imagine. Like, like craisins. <laughs> hey. Not even real raisins, just craisins. Craisins. <laughs> like, why did you put craisins in the potato salad? Oh, I saw it on the Food Network. Rachel Ray was trying something different. I was trying to- <laughs> Rachel Ray was trying something different, and she never did it again. I was like, Martha, don't you ever bring this potato salad. <laughs> Martha, go home. Martha got some good recipes when she came out of prison, boy. She knew how to get some good recipes. There. Oh, man. I bet you her commissary was lit. <laughs> oh, man. I wouldn't want to go to jail just for that. She was like, I made you a pork loaf out of top ramen. I'm like, really? That's sick. <laughs> it's like, we're going to learn how to make a jail pizza today. Perfect. <laughs> She like crushed the ramen and flipped like this. She said, hooch, there's no such thing as hooch. We have red wine with dinner tonight. Imagine. It's like, we made it from the ammonia in the toilet. And that's <laughs> how. <laughs> Who cares? It's like, it's not that great. I mean, if I was in jail, I'd probably drink toilet wine. I don't care. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Anthony, and uh, this is how, this is how creative writing sessions start. Yeah, just talking about stupid stuff like toilet wine and ASMR. <laughs> We should make a show only that, dude. Imagine if we made a show that was only ASMR. So like, the mic could be like the boom mic could be held close to your face, like during all the scenes. It's like, oh no! Shh! You just gave the secret away. ASMR. Everybody's gonna make that show now. Yeah, if they if there's an ASMR show, I'm suing for all their money, and I'm taking their cast members <laughs> and putting it in my own show. Today I need delivery, bros. <laughs> I have a special guest from New Mexico. So, you know what's a good idea? DoorDash or Postmates or something like that should make an ASMR com like commercial to like promote their stuff. Just a whole interview. No, like just be like, today we're ordering food from DoorDash. This is whatever. Chick fil A. <laughs> you can get your Chick fil A. <laughs> you can get your food from Bonobos. They've only been shut down three times. <laughs> <laughs> is there Chick-fil-A out there? Huh? Is there Chick-fil-A out there? And oh, yeah. We got everything you can think of out here. Do they have Bojangles, or is that only Chicago? Um, Bojangles, that's more of a southern thing. I know they got it in Florida and stuff like that, but unfortunately, we don't got Bojangles out here yet. I want to try that place. I yeah, saw we, got we, got, we got a lot of chicken joints out here, though. I hope so. How's the weather over there? Because you guys are getting slammed a while back. It's been kind of weird. We've been getting rain this week, but it's been really humid, um, humid out here. Ew. So it's been a mixture of everything. Like, basically Missouri. Wait five minutes and it'll change on you. That's what we have here in New Mexico, and that's why it's such a perfect place to film. Because we have the mountains, which are, and I'm talking 10,000 feet up. 
wow. uh, which are less than a half a mile away, uh, a half an hour drive, and then you have desert. That's not fun, though. I grew up on the water, and I came out here, and I saw no water, and I was like, this is disgusting. I went four-wheeling just a mile behind the school where you were filming, and there's, like, crevices, 200 feet drops with sand. <laughs> Dang, that's scary. I was screaming my head off. It was fun, but scary, you know, but it's a desert. We should sled down there. I like white sands. Hey, you drive on the res, the Indian reservations out here, and you see rattlesnakes crossing the street. You got to stop for them. There's a rattlesnake in my house the other day. Dang. Okay, see, I would have a heart attack right there. Yeah, I did. I told my parents, I was like, yo, it's time to move. It's time to leave the country. We're going to Britain. There's no... The snake would have, it wouldn't be the fact that snake bit me that kills me. I would have died of heart failure. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, it's time to go to Europe or some. Let's go to Canada. There's no snakes in Canada. There's no snakes in Ireland. No way, really? Seriously, they say there is. Yeah, but everybody there's like drunk all the time. They talk like these. Well, they're not always drunk. They're drunk in the evening time sometimes. Aren't people like? Aren't they all like ginger too? We all fit in perfect. I'm not even ginger though. But your light, your what, your... It's just lighting in here. Makes well, if there's any consolation, you will not suffer from sunburn out there. Really? Yeah. I'm always getting sunburn out here. This lighting in here is not really doing me justice. I like I'm saying, you go to Ireland, you ain't got to worry about sunburn. That's why they kind of stay a little bit more lighter complexion out there. Yeah. I'm like Norwegian. I might just move back there. Okay. Or, yeah. I got to stop. Now, you guys are talking about lighting. They could have set up perfect lighting here if they wanted to. They could have. Nah. Angelo showed up a minute before we were supposed to go on air. This is the first minute. Really Steve showed up yeah. two minutes before we went on air. Yeah, I'm like have, freaking out. You actually like lithium? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Steve lives here and he shows up two minutes before we're supposed to go on air. <laughs> Steve! Yeah. Angelo, why? Like twenty minutes away. I had to stop and get a Red Bull so I didn't fall asleep during this. I've never done an interview before. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've interviewed for a lot of jobs, but they're never this fun. They're like, <laughs> what makes you an asset to the company? I'm like, I don't know. I work here. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> why should we hire you? Because I applied. What do you? Because I want money. I'm broke. Yeah, right. I'm hungry. Where do you see yourself in five years? I'm like definitely not here. <laughs> I'm trying to be famous, baby. This is like, I'm trying to see myself in the managerial position one day. Oh, I'm trying to be out this bug in a year. I'm leaving in eight weeks. Or they'll ask you, do you do drugs? Is marijuana considered a drug? <laughs> oh, I don't. Um, no, I mean, some of the questions they ask you. Yeah. Wait a minute, they ask you, y'all do, like, they'll ask you, like, straight out, do you smoke weed? No. I'm yeah, they do. I've never got asked that. Especially well, here in New Mexico, we're getting recreational. It's going to be recreational. Oh, you're getting recreational out there? I know you guys are a medical state. Yeah. We're getting, uh, yeah. we're getting medical out here. In, in Colorado, I mean, in Colorado, it's, they, they can't ask you questions. Well, you, know? you can do like shrooms and stuff out there. Oh, yeah, you can do shrooms in Colorado. Dang. That's right. You can do shrooms now in Colorado. That's crazy. I'm very proud of all my friends that I grew up because I you know, kind of went to school in Denver. They're all movers and shakers in Denver. They're musicians, they're politicians, they're CEOs. 
they helped legalize it. So yay, shout out to my friends in Colorado. Denver, woo, Colorado. I'd be too scared to do shrooms, especially on Colorado. What if you're like on shrooms and you see a deer walk up to you and you don't know if it's real? <laughs> for me, it was college. That's a whole different story for another day. <laughs> my, college, my college experience was not even fun. It was like a semester at a community college, and I was like, dude, it's trash. Because I thought everybody there was going to be all cool, but it was a bunch of like 45-year-old men. And I was like, dude, I don't know. Like, this is so weird. Y'all were born in like the 50s. They don't know about rap music. <laughs> well, they do. They know about these are the breaks. Break it up, break it up, break it up. They know old school stuff. Yeah, they don't know. I'm like, me. For me, rap hasn't been the same since Tupac left. Um, he was, you know, I man, I think of Tupac for rap and I think of Aristotle's, you know, the great philosophers of their times. Mm -hmm. I, I look at, I look at rappers, artists, anybody who creates, there are philosophers. Philosophers, philosophers. Yeah, you know they—they're the ones that see life for what it really is. Uh, if you take away Tupac's music and just listen, read and listen to his lyrics or li read them, damn, the guy was wow. You know, he was. Oh, yeah. He yeah, like that song hit him up. That speaks to me on like a different level. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, that's one of the greatest right? diss songs in the world. That's like yeah. the best diss track. Yeah. I mean, seriously, the opening of the song, he yeah. just kind of just went in. I know. And that, I don't know. He was like, that's like, I feel like that's what diss tracks should still be like. Because now they're like, what should have happened? No, they're like sneak dissing now. They're like, oh, yeah, but you might have a kid. And like, well, who doesn't? Yeah. Well, like, call him ugly. Tell him his breath smell like feet. Tell him his hair's nappy. His elbows are ashy. Tell him something, you know? Well, I mean, the Eminem and MGK beef. Yeah, that was, I don't like any of them. I don't like either one of them. See, what should have happened is there should have been a West versus you know, East again. They should start boxing. Dude. That would be so much that's, better. That's what they happened. used to do that. I know. Yeah. We should bring that back. That's 100%. That's should have happened. I would fight some celebrities. You know, SoundCloud rappers versus all of Lil Pump versus Lil Uzi Vert. Exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, I already know who's winning that fight, Uzi. <laughs> Oh yeah, Uzi has like like super like he has like powers from like all of his fans. They like just like give him like so much power. He's like a little crackhead. Well, that's because but they could relate him. to what he's saying, and that's the whole thing about art. I mean, mm -hmm. people relate to what you say. Yeah, like he said this one line. He was like, "What? I'm five four, but when I stand on my money, I'm six six. And I was like, "I want to relate to that." Yeah, it's been that stupid shit. I mean, some <laughs> young SoundCloud kids. I don't try to hate on none of them. So oh no, 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 no just, I, I think that like comparing like this new generation of rap to like the old rap is like it's too futile because too futile because it's two completely different things. Like yeah. back then they were like really trying to depict like what their like real life was like and like they're talking about like real life problems. But now like with our generation, it's just music to like bob your head to and like just party to, you know? Like there's not a whole lot of rappers that have Meanings to their song, like I mean, there's a few of them, but Lizzo. I don't know who Lizzo is. Yeah, yeah I like Little Baby. Wait, well, wait, Lizzo's wait. not really a rapper. <laughs> well, she she's a. She was just in town too. Who, do you know who Lizzo is? Lizzo, I've heard of Lizzo. I think I've heard him on a feature song or something like that. And then okay, Little Baby, well, she's a, she's he was just in Kansas City. Yeah. 
she's an artist and she has a song out that's really hot right now and it's about you know she ain't gonna be anybody she don't play tag because she been that uh she talks about her i don't know if it's rap or just music but she talks about it's time for women not to be somebody's sidekick you know yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It, yeah. Uh, I can't even think of her song. I know every time I hear it, I turn it up on the radio, but or if I'm in the car or whatever. But yeah, the music today is uh, you know it's 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 important because it still has messages. In fact, I want to talk about the music we're using in ventures mm -hmm. because we're using local musicians. Nice. Money-wise, we can't afford to pay all the licensing fees. So we found some musicians that we like, a rapper from Taos. We found a reggae band. And these guys have followings. You know, they have people standing out in line to go see them in a club. So uh, Ventures with Hoyles is introducing their music. Instead of being locally, mm -hmm. regionally, we're doing it internationally. And we're really excited about that because they have messages just like rap artists and stuff. You know, they've got things to say. Um, and so uh, our project is just like incorporating and asking collaboration, everybody to collaborate. Shout out to the Rhythms. Shout out to the Rhythms. And Zcon. And Zcon, definitely. We have a question. Were we supposed to rap after we shouted ourselves out? Oh, are you going to rap for him? Are you going to rap? No I'm, no, I'm talking about rap. Like... Oh, wrap it up. Yeah. Sorry. I, we kind of got sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all up to you like guys. Like half an hour of like sidetrackedness, you know. But. All right, so here's what we're going to do. You guys send me the links to your social media and all the um, information. I'm going to put it below. Okay. Yeah, because I already know um, yeah. all seven of my fans here probably are like ADHD, so like they probably just forgot everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm telling you, being with these guys, I move so fast mentally, it's hard for me to keep up with them. But it's worth it. It's worth it. I love them. Well, so they're great dudes, and I can already see it's going to be a lot of great potential in the future. And don't forget to add me on social media, you guys. Oh, Thank you, sir. I appreciate Dude, it. Dude, once this comes oh, out... Sir, gonna... man, you don't make me feel old. I'm only going to be 30 next Saturday. Hey, I worked, 30? I worked at Chick-fil-A for like a year and a half, so it's like embedded into my brain to say like my pleasure in sir and ma'am. Like, I said ma'am to a six-year-old the other day. It's not It's not right, man. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, ma'am, would you like a box of crayons? <laughs> She's like, I'm a girl, not a ma'am. like, all right, whatever, man. I don't understand Anyway, so. it's all these habits we learn and form as we're growing up. I'm going to be, well, I'm not going to tell you how old I am today, but let's 27. Huh? 27. Always 27. Yeah. That's how old I am. I'm 27. Well, I'm I, I left, uh, I've been, I've traveled around here 68 times and uh, this is my 69th time around the sun. And these guys are keeping me young. They're getting me tired a lot. But, you know, being with them makes me laugh. Um, and I can keep up with them when they start thinking and going places. So it's a heck of a ride, and I'm loving it. Wow. They I call me grandma sometimes. Aww. Yeah, I... 
I love my cast and crew. Well, that sounds, I'm already falling in love with you guys. Y'all see me. Slide out. We'll make we you some good potato salad, bro. Hey, I, probably, I hope so. I if I come mustard. all the way down there, I better get some good potato salad. Uh, I, I put mustard in my potato salad. Sorry. No, that's I fine. I like that's mustard. I apologize. That's kind of good, though. But there, I promise you there won't be any craisins in there. <laughs> Please. No raisins. No raisins, no craisins, no fruit of any kind. Okay, I can deal with apple. I know they do it in Germany. That's about it. Yeah. Well, German people are kind of questionable. I love Germany. I love Germany. I love Rockwurst. I love sauerkraut. I love beer wine. I love Girl. beer cola. I love Germany. Steve I've been to Germany. Germany. I love Germany. Love Germany. When Steve was born in Germany. Well, New, New Germany's cool. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's a little yeah the old one let's yeah the old one let's not but anyway hey we're having so much fun here it's like a bunch of us in one room yeah. friends that's how i like to make the atmosphere feel yeah. regardless of we're just on the computer or we're looking at each other face to face uh -huh. i want this to be a comfortable spot for everybody like mm -hmm. i'm not an intense dude i like to listen but i also like to talk and yeah. it's been you welcomed us into your world, and we're so glad to be a part of it. And thank you for, man, this has been awesome. Up your world to me, sincerely. Oh. Yeah, we scared guys. Yeah, it, I know it's not formatted, but it's like, oh, I don't want to drop an f bomb. I don't want to say a bad word. I wouldn't have cared. I mean, you could have said an f word if you wanted to. Oh my gosh, I was holding so many of them back. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was so quiet this whole time. I was like, how do I say this without He was quiet? Words? Oh, my God. You're cussed. I'm like, yeah, but, okay, anything on the table, anything on the menu, that means this podcast is uncensored. I was, scared. I was like, how do I word this without saying it horribly? But it's all good now. <laughs> my mother superior? I'm okay, just eating so a black hoodie right now sitting here on my couch. So as you can tell, Angelo, Anthony, Angelo is the quiet and shy one. Yeah. Steven over here is, we, we have to do everything in our power to shut him up. He doesn't let anybody talk. It's awful. Crazy, man. We're joking. Yeah, we're joking. He's looking like. <laughs> I'm confused. He's like, oh, my God, where is she going now? <laughs> no, next thing I come on the show, just relax. Do whatever you want to do. Right. So, I, I feel like dropping that bombs. I'm not gonna censor it. Next time I might come shirtless like Brett Kreischer, just like eat chicken. <laughs> You're welcome to come shirtless. That wouldn't be the first time this happened on my show. Really? Oh no! <laughs> well, that's, that's something that's never happened on your show. Cause I'll do that. I mean, it was an audio recording. Things happen. Shirts oh. came off, and I'm just like, okay, we're doing a naked podcast. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I can't function with clothes on. I have to feel one with myself. Well, oh. well, for video recordings now, if you want to nude up, go on ahead. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I've been shirtless enough, like, the last, like, few months. Well, I mean, if you're going to do that, just put a sock on, like, flee from, like, red hot chili peppers, please. <laughs> that sounds good. Good band. Good band. Good You're welcome to come on my podcast. You're welcome to come on this show anytime. I've had a lot of fun with you guys. This All right. We appreciate you. We appreciate you having us. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Shout yeah. out to Steve Joyner. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Steve Joyner. That's my guy. <laughs> I don't think he will. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Steve won't. I promised him I'd be on my best behavior. Yeah, this is PG. 
Yeah, PG, we got yeah. As soon as we cut, though, I'm going to say the F word. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's fine. For now. I'm not going <laughs> to. All right. With that, my name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Um, hotter than the New Mexico Sun, a.k.a. We're having a lot of fun, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And with that, we out. Amen, brother. Shout out. Peace. Love you. Bye.